0: Sirius XM and Augusta National present The Masters Show There it is, a win for the ages There it is, as grand as it gets The Tiger has his slam Get in there (laughs) Well, it's the year of the Tiger Again, at Augusta
1: Well, here it comes Goodness. Oh, wow! In your life have you seen anything like that? And in, in! He has done it! Tiger is back! Tiger Woods, the 2019 Masters Champion!
0: Masters History conversations with past champions previewing this year's tournament and celebrating the unique traditions of the masters
1: fred it's time well, patrick uh, you've been a great champion Thank you. and now we'd be honored if you would place the green jacket on tiger for the fifth time <laughs> yeah buddy congratulations tiger Thank, you so, for Thank you. you so much. Thank you very much.
2: Thank
0: you. The Masters Show with your host, Taylor Zarzer, begins right
2: now on
0: Sirius XM.
2: Boy, that is powerful stuff, isn't it? To listen to all of the moments that Tiger Woods has given us through the years. Five green jackets claimed with those five Masters victories and being in Butler Cabin two years ago to win that fifth green jacket win. No one thought he might play golf again. He didn't think he'd play golf again. What a moment it was for one of the greatest golfers of all time, one of the greatest Masters champions of all time. Colin Morikawa won the WGC event down in Bradenton, Florida, this past weekend at the greatest Masters champion of all time, one of his designs, Jack Nicholas's course concession. And Morikawa said, with Tiger Woods' recent accident he's so thankful, like all of us, that Tiger is okay and that he is still with us. And since he is still with us, Morikawa said it's important to say thank you to those that are still with us, not to say it after they're gone, given how scary that accident was just uh, under a week ago for Tiger Woods. I think all of us would like to say thank you for what he has done for the game of golf, what he has done for all the people that play the game but also the people that are connected to it in some way, like me, that's a broadcaster. Who knows if we would have these platforms, if there'd be as much interest in these platforms, if it weren't for a person like Tiger Woods. We certainly are going to prepare you for the 2021 Masters on this show with all of those that will play in it. There are 86 people that are qualified for it right now, including Tiger Woods. But given his injuries and given a couple others— Decision to play or not. The field most likely is closer to 83 than it is 86 as we sit here on this March the 1st. We are under four weeks away from a new criteria, criteria 19, which is if you're in the top 50 in the official world golf rankings between January the 1st and March the 27th. There are a couple of people that are in the top 50 and have gotten there in the last couple of months. Robert McIntyre of Scotland and Will Zalatoris of the United States that need to stay there in order to expand the field to, let's say, 85 or more. We'll keep you posted as we go through this month. But as I said, it is March the 1st, which means as we look at today's calendar, we are five weeks away from Masters Week Sirius XM. We are 38 days away from the first round of the 2021 Masters, and we can't wait for that. But we also wish it included Tiger Woods, and we'll be thinking a lot about him giving all these incredible moments he has given us through the years. And during this show today, we'll go down memory lane. I don't know how much you've thought of his win in 1997 recently, or when he completed the career, the Tiger Slam, having all four major championships on his mantle at the same time in April of 2001. He went back to back, winning in 2002, would win again in 2005 with arguably the greatest shot of his master's career, just to the left of that 16th green, with that logo on his golf ball laying on the lip before going in and him going crazy roaring along with all of the patrons that were nearby on the 16th green and then 14 years later winning a fifth green jacket improbably at the age of 43 just a couple of years removed from not being able to play the game let's hope he's got more moments to come but even if he doesn't man he has given us so many through the years we'll celebrate those with brian katrick the voice of the Masters here on SiriusXM, and Ron Green, Jr., one of the best golf writers of all time, who has seen all five of Tiger's wins on the grounds covering the event. Later on in the show, we have news about the drive, chip, and putt that we'll want to share with you, and we'll also celebrate an anniversary in Masters history. That is all to come here on this edition of the Masters show. So you were listening to some of those moments through the years when Tiger Woods won a green jacket, all of which were significant. If you were to rank them, which would be difficult to do, most would say 97 would be the most significant given all that it meant to the game of golf, to sports, to the world. What happened two years ago might be next. Maybe some of you would argue it should be the other way around. Then maybe the Tiger Slam, winning all four majors at the same time or having all of them at the same time, would be third, as crazy as that sounds. The 0-5 win and how it happened might be fourth, and 0-2 was nothing to sneeze about, beating Retief Goosen and the rest of the field by three when he went back-to-back. Back. But we'll go through those moments through the years when Tiger Woods put on those green jackets. But it's time to play some audio from what happened two years ago. Brian Katrick is going to join us coming up in the next segment. And I want you to think about this. Tiger Woods, two years ago, when he had the latest of his five wins, came to the 16th tee, and he had a one-shot lead. If you go back to that tournament two years ago, that Sunday morning finish due to the weather that was heading to the Augusta area, you have a Tiger Woods that came to the 12th tee at 11 under par. Francesco Molinari was two shots ahead of him as they went to that 12th tee and had the lead before hitting it in the water and making a double bogey. Tony Finau was one behind Woods, three back. He also made double bogey. Brooks Kepka was tied with Tiger Woods when he came to the 12th tee, a hole ahead of Tiger, he made double bogey before bouncing back with an Eagle on the thirteenth hole. So with six holes to go, Tiger was tied with Molinari as both would birdie the thirteenth hole at twelve under. You had Brooks Kepka and Xander Shoffley just one back at eleven under. Xander would birdie fourteenth fourteen to catch Molinari and Woods, so it was a three way tie for the lead. Then Tiger would birdie fifteen. Molinari would hit another one in the water, and he was out of it. So it was Tiger by one over Brooks Kepka and Patrick Cantlay, who had eagled the 15th, as Tiger went to the tee at 16 with that one-shot lead. Brian Katrick takes over from there as he was calling the action from the grandstand from the 15th green right next to the 16th tee.
0: Tiger Woods has picked an 8-iron 179 a little bit of helping wind right now it was hurting a moment ago back left hole location one shot lead this is in a really good spot if it's the right club into the slope now it has to come back and here it comes oh my goodness back down the slope come on ball
1: a foot away
2: You hear the gasps in the background. You hear Brian Catrick say, come on ball. So many of us thought that ball might go in and it might be an ace so close to making one. Vern Lundquist had a terrific call on television, but he didn't say much. He laid out, he let the moment take over. He let the pictures do the moment justice and just said a couple of words over those pictures, which made for a terrific television call. On radio, you have to be all the senses. And Brian Katrick did a terrific job of that. Well, Brian is on the 16th tee, so he is 160 some odd yards away from the green. It actually was two and a half feet for Birdie for Tiger to take a two shot lead. Two and a half feet for 14 under. Putter back, fall away.
0: Got it. Two years ago, Tiger Woods publicly said he may not ever play golf again. Here we are. Tiger strolling to the tee at 17 with a two-shot lead.
2: Unbelievable. You, you go back 33 years before that, and Jim Nance said the Bear had come out of hibernation on that same hole when Jack Nicklaus tied the lead and then would take the outright lead on the next hole. Incredible. Improbable, given what Tiger had overcome. Tiger of course, would go on to win the Masters. You've heard the final call so many times, return to glory that Jim Nance said, and you heard the final call in the open of our show that was played on radio as Westwood One's Mike Tirico. The only time he called the Masters ever on the radio. Got the final call. Let's listen to it one more time.
1: To win the Masters. Everyone quiets down, tag Back behind the ball, Woods puts it. And in! He has done it! Tiger is back! Tiger is back on top! Tiger Woods, the 2019 Masters Champion. One of the great comeback stories in American sports history. Masters number five, Major number 15, and Augusta National roars like never before.
2: I can't describe what that was like to be there. I I think you have an idea if you were watching. If you were there, then you know it. But to see all of those people, the jubilation that was on every person's face chanting that man's name, what a moment. And to think of all the ups and downs, the twists and turns that are still continuing today for that man. To think of the bear hug he gave his father in 97 and to watch his 10-year-old son run after his dad like that and jump into his arms. Wow, it was powerful. The great news about all of this is that his son and his daughter continue to have a father, and continue to have many more moments with their dad for years to come. Sure, we hope to see him at Augusta National wearing red and black again, but even if we don't, this episode of The Masters Show is about saying thank you. When we return, Brian Katrick, the voice of The Masters, will lend his perspective on this and the entire tournament. Ron Green a bit little later on as The Masters Show continues on SiriusXM. Now back to the Masters
0: show on Sirius XM.
1: There it is. As grand as it gets. Perfect speed, perfect line. Tiger has his slam.
2: This is the Masters show on Sirius XM. Always nice to be introduced by our friend Mr. Brian Catrick, the voice of the Masters. There's going to be a release in the next week about who our lead analyst is going to be. I know you're excited about that, Mr. Katrick. You already know, but the world is about to know, too.
0: And I'm not great at keeping secrets, Taylor. <laughs> so I am really glad to hear that we are closing in on releasing this information. This is this is very exciting.
2: It is. Um, this person is not qualified for this year's Masters. Um, but it, he if, if he wanted to be, chances are he could be. Uh, there are 86 players that are currently um, allowed into the field, if you will. We're not going to get to that number. There are going to be a couple of past Masters champions that aren't going to be able to participate. And certainly the, the golf world has been rocked in the last week, Brian, about one of the greatest Masters champions of all time.
0: No question. And that was the date that everybody had circled on Tiger's calendar whether Tiger did or he didn't, we just felt like he did with the back surgery that he'd had back in December. We felt like the timing of any sort of procedure was always going to be based around the majors and specifically this one. Uh, So for, for that one to be crossed off of Tiger's calendar and, and you lose another year at best, you know, and that's, that's, that's just where the story is now. That's certainly not where the story was when it first happened. Uh, you know you're scared you're sad you're a lot of the emotions but we're definitely going to miss tiger
1: in april
2: we are and um, let's hope maybe there's a chance he can come to the champions dinner that will be well enough to travel to that i know that everybody would be lifted by by seeing him there for that but i think rory mcelroy said it best i think everybody is most concerned with his well-being that he they're excited that he continues to be a dad and in his quality of life is is what's most important. Let's hope that there's a chance that we might get to see him play in this event again in the future, Brian.
0: Yes, and and thankfully, every day that we get separated from uh, from the events of last week, well, you know, the news gets a little bit better. It hasn't. Some of that is in that it hasn't gotten worse. We we keep expecting to hear something else, and and maybe there's going to be another story, and, and this could happen any day. Uh, we, we're going to continue to hope for the best. And at this point in time, based on what we've heard, sure. It, it sounds like Tiger will be able to play at some level if he wants to. At some point in time, we're a long way from knowing. But the fact that we get to have that conversation is a very, very positive sign.
2: We have Ron Green of Global Golf Post coming up. He's been present for all five of Tiger's wins. I know you're an aficionado on this topic, along with just about anything else in, in golf. Brian, how many of tigers five wins were you present for
0: all of them as well um the uh the win against chris demarco was that oh five so ba- oh five yes i'm so bad with years uh, you know what i say i wasn't there for the first one i apologize was not there for the first one so i was there for the for the subsequent four um oh five my broadcast position was at amen corner and if you remember one of the rounds, I believe the third round, had to be played on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And because it was an early start, uh, the the decision was made that that we would not worry about it. We were going to come back f- and man the positions uh, during the time that we would have been there in the afternoon. And, and so Tiger comes through Amen Corner, and I believe he birdied two of the three holes. He may have actually eagled 13. I don't remember specifically what happened, but he... He absolutely makes a run through Amen Corner where I would have been sitting. I was not there for it. It was a gigantic part in him winning that golf tournament. We all remember the pitch shot at 16, but uh, that would have been something that, you know, something I would have really enjoyed having been there for, and because of that, I'm not going to miss another moment. <laughs> if there's a chance, if everybody has a, a, an example of when they learned a lesson, well, that's my example of learning a lesson. We, you know, we thought, what's the worst that could happen? Well, that. I wasn't there, as he just rips up Amen Corner.
2: Well, you, you're, in, you're the voice of the masters, which means that y- you will be at 18 as the, uh, the event concludes. If you are going to get up and leave because you don't want to miss anything, if you'll just give me a heads up or somebody, you know, just say, hey, guys, I have to go over to 12 or 15 or wherever. Just let us know, please. Um, I know that you were there. Uh, Let our listeners know exactly where your broadcast position was two years ago as Tiger hit the shot of the tournament on the 16th hole, the 70th hole of the event. Obviously, culminating with the victory two holes later.
0: Oh, it, it's one of the greatest spots on the entire golf course, Taylor. Thank you so much for for even asking. I love talking about it. Uh, the The patron viewing area left of of the fifteenth green is also directly right of the sixteenth tee, and because we get to sit up at the top of it, that's what's kind of set off, partitioned off. There's a little bit of soundproofing up there for for our radio position and also for some of the international broadcasters as well. We're in the top row, and we're right above the 16th tee. So you're you're high enough to where, when you look to your right, you can actually see the club in the top position uh, on the tee shots at 15, and you can see pretty much everything else at 15. When they hit their second shots down from the top of the hill, you can see all that. But then when you turn around... You're, you're basically about 10 yards in front of, of the tee markers at the 16th tee, but you're way up above it, you know, 40, 50 feet up above it, uh, which gives you a wonderful view looking right down the heart of the green at 16, uh, because that green moves a little bit from right to left. We're off to the right, so we're looking right down the heart of it, can really see the contours, and over the years, you know where where everything's supposed to be and and by the end of a long week and certainly by the end of a long day this was this was the final group to come through or I guess there were a couple of groups be, behind him but you've been watching golf shots all day you know what a good shot looks like you know what a good shot sounds like and you know what the right spot is for the ball to land in on 16 and there just wasn't a moment where where that shot looked wrong for Tiger Woods, it sounded good it started in the right place uh, it landed in the right place it had the exact right amount of spin on it, that ball starts coming back down the hole, because when they go in, the the aces at 16 for the most part, when they come down that slope they're coming back in at about 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock they're, they're, they're coming back toward the tee it's not ju- the ball's not just moving straight to the left it, it's coming back at the tee and that ball was in the right spot and and to realize that the patrons who have been there for years, Taylor, also knew it. We all realized it at the same time. As soon as that ball landed, it, it moved about two or three inches back the right direction, and everybody realized, oh, my goodness, this is in the right spot. I just got goosebumps again re- recounting it. How how could it be this guy mm. at this moment in time, this year, he just did it? You know, this This ball... This ball's going to go in, and we're all going to be standing here. And and everybody realized it at the same time. And it didn't go in, but it sure tried. And it, just, it was a moment that I will never forget. I, I don't believe it will ever stop producing goosebumps. Uh, it was just amazing to have all those circumstances line up. And, and our position there, left of 15 and, and right above the 16th tee, gave... I can't imagine having a better view of it than the one that I had.
2: Well, it was one of the best calls of your career, not only one of the biggest, but but one of the best calls of your career, and it it fit the moment. And wow, what a moment it was. Tiger would go on to win his fifth green jacket. I I realize this is a a question that's very difficult to answer, but if we're thinking of the most impactful people to ever play in the Masters – Bob Jones included, who who did play in it a couple of times, and of course with Clifford Roberts and Alistair McKenzie created the course. I guess you would start there, and then you would think of several other people through the years that became so synonymous with the event. Arnold Palmer must be included. Jack Nicklaus must be included. Seve Ballesteros, the first international winner, must be included. What would you say if you were to try to – Explain the relationship between Tiger Woods and the Masters.
0: Well, I think you'd have to add Lee Elder to that list, which then helps tie the Tiger Woods moment in 1997. Uh, uh, you know, Lee Elder, the first African American to play in the Masters. Tiger and Lee, you know, having having a nice bonded relationship over the years. Lee going to be one of the honorary starters this year. But I mean, that was the moment wasn't it Jack Nicklaus winning in 1986 was the moment for golf fans I think but for sports fans Tigers win in 1997 put the Masters on the sports map we all knew what it was everybody knew what it was but they I don't think they cared as much the world cared after Tiger won in 1997 and then to go on and continue to win it and continue to be a factor no matter what shape he's in, he seems to, to find something that week. And the world of sports is on that city and that club and that golf course that week. And because of that, our sport, uh, you know, I, I think you can't have a higher place than that.
2: No, you can't. And I know that it, it's some of us the last few days have, have kind of wondered. Well, how much do we celebrate Tiger? He's still with us, thankfully, and hopefully is with us for many, many years to come. And who knows, maybe even we'll have some more golf included in his future. But I just love what Sunday's winner, the superstar that Colin Marikawa is becoming. I just love what Marikawa said to our friend Steve Sands on television when he said, we should say thank you while they're still here. And so that's what this show has been all about saying thank you to Tiger Woods for all the moments he's given us.
0: That's so well said and and a very good thought on your part. Uh, The world fell in love with the masters because of what Tiger did. Uh, Golfers already, you know, they were already there, but uh, and for me personally, when I I recount that moment of that shot, and I'm so thankful that you asked me to do that. I'll, I'll, I'll throw one more coin and one more chip on the stack my son was standing right next to me. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, not, now you're getting me emotional just telling you that. That's That was pretty strong. It's by far the single greatest moment I've ever witnessed in my life at a sporting event. And uh, my son was a huge part of it, and Tiger Woods was the rest of it.
2: We might need Henry Katrick on the show in the next couple of weeks to get his yeah. thoughts about this, too. BK, you're the best. We appreciate you, my friend. Uh, love your perspective. Next week we'll see if the field has increased. Let's hope so.
0: I've, I predict that it will, but I <laughs> okay, keep getting good. that prediction wrong. Okay. So we'll, we'll see.
2: Somebody Thank with you. a with a new sweater uh, on Sunday down oh. there at the King's Place at, at Bay Hill. Looking forward to that. Thank you, Brian Catrick. Coming up next, Ron Green of Global Golf Post joins us on the Master Show on Sirius XM.
0: The Masters Show on Sirius XM. Well, here it
1: comes. Oh my goodness. Oh wow. In your life have you seen anything like that?
2: The Master Show on Sirius XM continues. I'm Taylor Zarzer. I'm joined now. By Ron Green of Global Golf Post, who has covered a number of masters. Mr. Green, how many in total will it be this year?
3: I think I'm at 38. 38, uh, okay. Which is a nice number. Uh, you know, 40 is a big number when you get down there. If you cover 40, you know, you get your, get your name in the media center and a couple other things.
2: Yes, um, and and here's to uh, a couple decades from now riding in with you to uh, – a. Pretty cool parking spot that Ron Green Sr. had after a, a big milestone. And so in covering 38 Masters, that means that you have seen some incredible moments through the years. I know that 1986, when Jack won, is, is always comes to mind. But I know that you've said, I know your father has said it, 1997 might have surpassed it, given all that it meant. And maybe even two years ago surpassed that. What is your feeling on... The most memorable masters, and if it includes Tiger Woods,
3: I mean, how do you 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 can't you can hardly mention the masters without including Tiger. I mean, I still think 86, I just because of how unexpected it was, that one still, uh, as I say all the time, if I see that highlight reel running, I have to stop and watch it, just even though I could almost give you the uh the script, you know, off the top of my head, but uh, I, I you know, when I think about Tiger and the masters. I remember the day, and we've all seen the pictures of Tiger, Jack, and Arnie playing a practice round when he was a an amateur. I don't remember what year it was, but I remember going out and watching it, a little bit, um, seeing Tiger play for the first time, and remember, you know, I mean, just he's about as wide as a piece of rope, and uh, but just just the power he had and, and that young swing he had, and but I remember. Didn't have a whole lot of distance control wedges and all that. and You know, sort of you could tell needed to dial some stuff in. But then to jump to 1997 and that whole week, which was just, you know, one of the – obviously one of the most famous weeks in the history of the Masters and just what it felt like. And, And I've told a story many times, all the attention being on Tiger. And he shoots 40 on that front nine. And I'm out there as he's playing nine. And I make that little walk from the ninth green over to the 10th tee. And I'm like, I'm going to go see, watch him now. Cause you know, I, how did he shoot 40 and he's standing on tee. And I I think he hit a two iron or a three iron. And I mean, he just hits the purest, greatest looking high little draw down there. And I remember thinking, how did he shoot 40? And I remember asking him, uh, another time I said, told him the story about being there. And, you know, he goes on to shoot 30. Um, I said, did did it click right there? And he goes, no, it had actually clicked a couple holes earlier. And he told me something. He goes, I knew what I was chasing, and all of a sudden I found it. And, you know, when he hit that shot, he was off and running, shoot 70, and then, you know, I'm not sure if he made any more pars the next three days. and It was almost all birdies he was so good.
2: It, it really, 97 had to feel like one of the most powerful moments in the history of the sport.
3: Well, for sure, and I just – Beyond the golf course, I mean, outside the gates, you know, Washington Road, all around town, you know, you read the stories about people wanting to get in because you sort of, you just had the feeling this was the time. And then as the tournament unfolded, you knew, and, you know, I mean, the stories about the ticket prices and the people trying to buy tickets, and it was so expensive, and, you know, there were some real a couple of tragic stories that came out of that but you know going for seven eight ten thousand dollars a day just to get in people wanted to see it and then uh, that Sunday morning when he had the big lead uh, you know uh, was it the night before I guess uh, um, Colin Montgomery comes in the uh, interview room and is asked uh, he said somebody said well Tiger's got whatever it was six seven shot lead We said well remember Greg Norman had a big lead over Nick Faldo. Uh, and uh, I don't know if he, Monty goes, well, for starts, uh, Nick Faldo isn't lying second. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and he's in Tiger Woods is no, I forget what he said, no Greg Norman or something like that. I forget what it said, but just like, this isn't going to happen. Of course it didn't. He just went out there Sunday morning and you just, I remember, I, I think I wrote this. It's rare you wake up on a day when you know history is going to be made. And and that was one of those days and seeing everybody, including Lee Elder, standing under the tree in the crowd there at the first hole to watch Tiger tee off. You know, and Tiger told the story that, you know, his dad said it's probably going to be the toughest round you ever play. Uh, I mean, he was so far ahead, but all that was at stake and just, you know, sort of the uh, the march toward this inevitability and then, you know, the scoring record and all that. And I mean, I can sit here and picture him, you know, with that fist pump with the sweater sleeves pushed up and all that. And, uh, you know, it just it, it was, you know, it echoed across not just golf, not just across the country, but across societies. It
2: did. And if we were ranking Tiger's five wins, if you were years from now writing the the history of Tiger Woods at the Masters and you were telling that story, we we might rank the greatest individual achievement, the culmination, the completion of the greatest uh, individual achievement, third, uh, behind uh, what happened in '97 and, and what happened in, in 2019. Would you agree with that? And, and if so, are are you putting 2019 behind '97
3: or in front of it? I mean, think about that. Says all you need to know about Tiger. Completing the tiger slam. Well that's not even the best time to go the, the match. third, Yeah. You know. Yeah, wow, that's uh yeah, you put it in that perspective. I don't know. I mean, I think ninety seven because it was I mean, they're truly bookends. I mean, one announces them and one ultimately culminate his career. Uh I think the emotion of two thousand nineteen was greater. I, I think it was there was almost in 97 sort of shock and awe and we've never seen anybody like this. And wow, everything's changed right here to how much everything had changed, whatever, 22 years later. And, you know, and, and he's sort of this broken, repaired, recovered guy with the kids there. And, you know, and those other masters, you, you had the sense he was going to win and like, okay, we know this is going to happen. We just have to watch it unfold. You didn't really know he was going to win that one until about 12, 13 on the back down. And he sort of put, put on that clinic until he got to 18 of exactly how you play when you're in elite at Augusta. And, you know, you were hoping still there like, okay, I mean, he hadn't done this in a long time. Uh, but I think the pure emotional weight of it and, and the, you know, see, you know, for a lot of people, it was, you know, I'm old enough to remember Jack and what it felt like. But this was their Jack moment. And and it's on that level. I mean, I think it's just uh you know, even now, you think back to it like, man, did that really happen?
2: It's it's remarkable when you think of what happened two years ago and just how powerful of a, a moment, um, how uniting of a moment it was, and the and the tiger chants, just incredible. And like I said, the the oh one tiger slam completion, I would say is the greatest individual achievement in in golf history. I mean that with all due respect to what Ben Hogan did in 1953, winning all three majors he entered that year, going to Carnoustie and and winning the Open, the only time he ever played in that, and and doing it a few years removed from coming back from that horrific car crash and uh, only playing in in five tournaments that year and winning four of them. And that's certainly on the list, uh, Bobby Jones winning the Grand Slam as it happened um, more than 90 years ago. But to to have that long of a layoff run between the third major and the fourth major and to go eight months knowing you have to win the Masters to have all four at the same time, Phil Mickelson, David Duvall, the other best players in the world at that time, are right on your heels and you're in this Sunday duel and to still achieve it. I mean, it's hard to argue that that's not the greatest individual achievement, right?
3: For sure. I mean, and what you said, is hard to, you can't underestimate the fact that, you know, we talk about, usually there's eight months build up to the masters from the last major championship. Well, then you throw in the fact having won three in a row. I mean, going for all that, it just, it was always there. I mean, that, that storyline was always churning. Now, granted, Tiger picks his spots and doesn't play as many tournaments as some other guys, so he could sort of get away from it. But you knew he was living with it, and you know what it meant to him. And and to get there and then to be able to perform. And I'm drawing a blank now, but he in the midst of it, he set at least two major championship scoring records, I think, uh, as if it weren't good enough just winning all four at one time. But just, I mean, it would have been cool to walk in and see that, those things lined up on the mantle, all
2: fresh. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wonder if he if he ever did conversation that. pieces. Yes. It, it, So fourth would be two thousand five, and and then fifth would be two thousand two. Fifth was uh, two thousand two was just ho hum. You've you've won another green jacket. I remember Hootie Johnson, the chairman of the club at the time, basically saying, "You need to be part of. You're just part of the ceremony every year." <laughs> Jim Nance, Hootie Johnson, and and Tiger Woods um, as he beat Retief Goosen in o two. But if 05 is fourth on the list, it might include the greatest shot he's ever hit in the Masters on the 16th green on that Sunday. Certainly the most memorable one, yeah. Would you say so?
3: I I, I, I would certainly think so. I'm trying to think, uh, you know, even when he won in 19, I don't remember a single shot that he hit that, you know, sort of stands out like that. Uh, You know, 97, he just – the flag kept getting in the way every time there. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, to this day, you you still watch it and you almost, you you can't quite quit looking until it goes in because you think, well, what if it doesn't go in this time? It just sort of hangs there. And, uh, and I remember, I remember him telling the story of picking a spot and seeing a sliver of light coming through the trees. It was on the green and like, okay, I want to land it on that bit of light. And, you know, boom. I mean, he did it. I mean, other guys have pitched in from over there, but not in that circumstance and that quite that dramatic fashion. I remember Davis did it one year when he was in contention, but I think not nothing like that.
2: You know, it's hard to walk during a major championship, especially at the masters and and follow the action, you know, especially on a Sunday, you, you need to be in the media center. So you can really experience this would be the old media center that used to be near the the first hole something tells me it it got kind of loud in there um the lady that used to be in charge of that would in the kindest way possible tell people they needed to quiet down a little bit something tells me that happened at that moment
3: yeah i mean you for as quiet as media centers are supposed to be i wouldn't call it cheering but there is reaction wow just awe Um, yeah just yeah i mean just like anybody else you, you just sort of almost involuntary you're just struck by the moment by the whatever has happened and yet yeah, th- those are uh those things that I, I told you you know two years ago when he was going to win I, I was up there on the 18th hole just like i was in 97 i'm like I, or in 86 when jack was finishing but i went up there and i couldn't see Tiger because i don't know how deep the uh, patrons had lined around there but i, I went up to listen to it you know that you could hear all the tiger chants and all that, and you just wanted to, I just wanted to be out in it and, and to feel what it was like, even if I couldn't see him hit the final shots or whatever. But it was, yeah. I, I, in the same way, Nicholas was. I mean, it just there, there was this whole wave of euphoria. Just this, did we just see this happen? And and you know who you know you sort of surrendered almost the thought. You know, or or it was a little too romantic. Think, okay, Tiger's going to come back and win another major. He's going to win a master's. It'd been, what, 14 years? And, uh, but just when you think you've seen the best of him, here comes something else.
2: So, speaking of something else, I really appreciated what Rory McElroy said last week. I think all of us did. And he's right. Tiger gets to still be a dad. Thankfully, he he gets out of this thing, and and it's going to be a long road to recovery. And let's hope he makes one. But I, I I, don't think it's out of bounds for me to say that Tiger probably on a day-by-day, if not hour-by-hour basis in the last seven days, has been thinking about his long-term health. Because as well as you know him and have gotten to know him through the years, if that guy's ain't got any chance to compete again, you know he wants to.
3: I would think so. I mean, I I just think it's in his DNA. I think, you know, I I think to want to do that and to try to do that would signal that he's capable of living a pretty healthy, uh, normal life, you know, which you really question when, you know, the first couple hours, first few hours after seeing that accident, you thought, good grief, maybe no way, but, and again, we don't know all the details, but the hope is he can, you know, move from where he is to sort of get back to Florida, to start doing rehab, to start getting better and, uh, you know, learning to walk again in a sense. But, you know, I would think, you know, talking to a couple of trauma guys who deal with these things uh, uh, sort of familiar with auto accidents, and if, you know, if you get every, if you don't have the infections and everything gets set right, um, you know, you can, you can work your way back into things. Uh, You know, if sometimes you might have a little limp depending on who the person is, but, I mean, Tiger's obviously going to have the best care. He's going to have the best rehabilitation and therapy. And, and one of the doctors I talked to said the motivation he's shown throughout his life to do things and to fight through injuries, it's only going to serve him well now. I mean, it's just, it, it helps him. I don't know if it puts you ahead, but you know what's ahead to a large extent. You know, I was reading Brooks Kepka talking about trying to fight through his issues and just being willing to go in there and put yourself through it now. Granted, Tiger has to have the medical clearance to do it. we be there, but uh, you know, I would think he would want to. You know, he would have that motivation. I mean, it's possible he says, "You know what? I've put myself through so much now. I want to play golf, have fun, but I'm not going to be competitive." But I don't know. I, I, I think that pilot light stays on in there.
2: Well said. Yeah, I, I don't think any of us would be surprised if we saw red and black on a Sunday at Augusta National again. If we don't. I know the 12th hole is one he would like to forget in November with the 10 that he made there. But in his last competitive tournament, to this date, the 2020 Masters, Tiger Woods birdied 13, he parred 14, and then he birdied 15, 16, 17, and 18. So as of this moment, that's quite a way, just to give you an idea, of always grinding to the finish, even after a 10, that's what Tiger did. So amazing um, to see that kind of that that just kind of resolve and that kind of commitment, uh, Ron. I, thank yeah, you for sharing. I think his chili
3: his, was his chili was running a little hot. I think that. it
2: was <laughs> running very hot. But man, there aren't many people ever that would have finished the tournament that way. Correct. Thank you for doing this, Ron. We always appreciate it.
3: Enjoyed it, Taylor.
2: We'll uh, celebrate some anniversaries and some favorite traditions at Augusta National when the Masters show continues.
0: The Masters Show on Sirius XM to
1: win the Masters. Everyone quiets down. Tagger back behind the ball. Woods puts it. And in, in! He has done it! Tiger is back! Tiger is back on top! Tiger Woods, the 2019 Masters Champion. One of the great comeback stories in American sports history. Masters number five. Major number 15. And Augusta National roars like never before.
2: We're all pulling for you, Tiger. Get well soon. Can you imagine all the people he has influenced, all the kids that have picked up a club because of Tiger Woods? I know so many of them in the drive, chip, and putt have referenced the influence that Tiger has had. And how great will it be? Once again, to have the drive, chip, and putt back at Augusta National Golf Club on April the 4th, 2021. We cannot wait for that. 80 junior golfers are competing on Sunday, April the 4th, at Augusta National Golf Club. Golf Channel will broadcast the event, and we will have interviews on site. Dennis Paulson and Carl Paulson will be there to provide the interviews. And then qualifying locally will start May 1st, 2021, for the 2022 Drive, Chip, and Putt with 10 regional venues which were announced today. Medina, Oak Hill, Colorado Golf Club, Quail Hollow, TPC River Highlands, Pebble Beach, TPC Scottsdale, Elotion, the Bears Club, and Oakland Hills are the 10 regional sites. Fred Ridley said Drive, Chip, and Putt is a fun, accessible way for boys and girls of all skill levels to enjoy playing the game, and we are excited to offer this opportunity once again for participants across the country. The Drive, Chip, and Putt is back you can go to drivechipandputt.com to sign up as we look at an anniversary tonight as we've paid tribute to tiger woods and all the d is meant to the masters we must look back at 1997 that was tiger's third masters his first as a pro he made the cut in 1995 finishing 41st missed the cut with a pair of 75s in 1996 and after nine holes it looked like he might be missing the cut In his first time as a pro, he shot 40 on the front. But then he shot 30 on the back, and he was two under alone in fourth before he went into Friday. And when he went into Friday, the world changed, and it hasn't been the same in 24 years since. He shot 66 that day. Then he shot 65 the next day. And then he shot 69 in the final round, and Tiger Woods won the 1997 Masters by a record 12 shots Over the mortals in the field Tom Kite would say he won the mortal event Finishing second 12 shots back Again, the largest margin of victory in Masters history And the Tying record for lowest score Until Dustin Johnson broke it This past year The first of five Green jackets for Tiger Woods In five weeks It'll be Masters week On Sirius XM We can't wait to get back to Augusta National Golf Club thanks to John Albanese for producing tonight's show to Brian Katrick and Ron Green Jr. for joining us on the program we'll be back next Monday we'll see if a new person has entered the field by winning the King Arnold Palmer's tournament down at Bay Hill can't wait to see what happens there we can't wait to get to Augusta National Golf Club I'm Taylor Zars to remind you whether you agree or disagree, it's all for him. We'll be back next Monday night at 7 Eastern on The Master Show.